Let's start. My headphones on, so I don't know when to stop. <laughs> <Good> okay. Stop. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Hotbox Podcast, sponsored by Demari Vibes with your host, Mo. And Paul. And we are here today with Ja Olin. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you guys so much for being here. Coming up all the way from uh, San Diego, right? Yeah, I'm on San Diego. Yeah. Hey. All over San Diego, but this guy mostly from Ocean Beach is where we're really back. Our hub is really okay. for music, so come on. All right, dope. I love San Diego people. You guys have a vibe to you. There's something about the SD crowd and the SD people. It's just, I love it. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. It's a fun fact. I'm actually from here, though. Um, I'm actually, I was born at the Harbor City. Okay. Uh, Kaiser. And I grew up here in Torrance for a little bit. And uh, yeah, went to the IE and then I went over to San Diego for like 10 years now. So nice. I'm from here. So. Well, I knew there was something fishy about you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, all right. So before we jump in with Jolin, mm-hmm. um, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, Saturday, make sure that you go get your tickets for Nothing But Fire. Oh, yes. Um, get some of these amazing brands out there. We'll be judging. I don't know what I'm going to be judging, but we will be judging. Um, and we'll be doing press and um, podcast uh, promos from yes. there. So go out, get your ticket. Nothing But Fire is on Nothing But Small Craft, OGs. Um, it's an invitational. So we're super excited to be a part of this. I know. Thank you to Mikey Kush for that. So we're super excited. I just got one thing to add. What? How excited are you to be judging? I'm super How excited. nervous are you, though? I'm super nervous. <laughs> you said it was all OGs. It's all OGs. It's an invitational, all OGs, small craft, like the best of the best. And uh-huh. he brought us some of the entries, and we've been smoking on it for the last couple of weeks. And people are wow. Oh yeah, <laughs> wow is all I have to say. I'm super <laughs> excited for Saturday, so we'll see. But yeah, good start to the weekend. Okay, so now let's jump into you guys. So when did you all get together as a band? Um, so we got together over the pandemic, really. Um, I started the project back in at probably the end of 2017 mm-hmm. and um, had a vibe, had a lineup, and then the pandemic happened. And so we had to regroup and reset. And I've known this guy for a little bit, too. And so reached out to him and then he knew this guy. And so we just got to go. Maybe it's probably two years now, maybe two years. We met at a uh, recording session, actually, like mm-hmm. super random. And then, um, yeah, we just put it together and now we're, now we're here. Now, what was that first session like? Uh, we wrote a good song, I think, called Jaja. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was actually pretty, um, it's good. I mean, I loved them on drums, you know, mm-hmm. and that was our first meeting and we didn't link up again until, like, what, not a year or two later? So uh-huh. it was all good vibes, though, you know? Nice. So, yeah, man. Cool. Okay, and so you're the lead singer. Mm-hmm. And what was your first name? My first name? I know your name, but for the audience, what's your first name? <laughs> My first name is Steven. What do you mean, like? In- yeah, no, and then you're the drummer. No, oh. uh, DJ, yeah. And DJ. <laughs> he was like, wait, wait, which one? What, my alias? My first My band name? <laughs> name? <laughs> no, your real you name. <laughs> I don't want to expose too much, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why we know you're from up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And you, what do you play? What's your first name? Oh, I'm the guitar player. My name is Junior. And who else do we have in the band that we're missing? We got Rick. He's a guitar player. 
We have Joshua. He's a bass player up in Oceanside. We have a sister now that's singing. Her name's Danny. Um, who else do we have? Marco. Marco, he's in a couple different bands, but he's a DJ down south too. He plays with Mystic Roots. Okay. He's a drummer for Mystic Roots. You probably have probably seen him around. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ja Rumble too. Oh, Ja Rumble. He does the sound systems, Almighty Sound System. Big up. Um, he does Almighty Sound Systems and he does it with a guy named uh, King Martyr. So. Yeah, I was going to say, because you guys have a pretty big group. So mm -hmm. yeah. I want to make sure I got everybody in that. So, all right. We have one other Bridgen too that's living in Hawaii right now. His name's Jeremy. He's one of our key regions too, but when he comes back, he's probably going to be singing. So, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always wondered, how do you guys piece together when you guys are forming a song? Do you guys go, ah, "We need a ukulele. We need this. Let's go out and find one," mm. or is it just one of those things where it just the homie plays it and you're just like, "All right, you're in the band." Mm -hmm. You mean like in, in terms of like writing a song or writing like getting people together? Getting everybody together. Well, I mean, I met seen, him. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt you. I apologize. What I was going to say is I've seen people with like two bassists or like two keyboardists or two drummers. Mm -hmm. That's why I was wondering like, where do they go and say, you know what? Yeah, we do need two drummers or we do need this. and We do need that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mostly just people you know. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, it's um, uh, Craigslist. Okay. Right? A lot of people on really? Craigslist. Yeah, I met, I met the guy that I met him through on Craigslist. And that's a big thing too. That's kind of hit and miss though most of the time, but... Um, yeah, just Craigslist and then just word of mouth, really. People, you know, referrals, bridges, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then what? So you put ads out looking for a drummer. Yeah, let's just say we need a new drummer because this guy's kind of okay, right? <laughs> I would go on there and put looking for a reggae drummer, play once or twice a week. We got shows coming up, and that's it, pretty much. And if anybody hits, then we get some hits, and then, yeah. That's and then you meet them, you vibe, and then hmm. you don't vibe, then it's like... <laughs> I've had a couple of those ones. Anyone that goes on Craigslist knows how weird it is, you know? Um, a but yeah, two might show up and be like, hey, yeah, play the drums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, chill. <laughs> Wrong show. No, yeah, I'm like... But yeah, it just depends. I mean, luckily, I've been fortunate to find this guy here, and then he knew him. And this guy's been playing Roots for a long time, too. He's been playing all over. And um, and so, yeah, just been blessed, you know, with um, good bridges and good people around nice. my circle. So, yeah. Sick. Have you rotated through a lot of people before you got this core group, or is it you guys pretty much meshed together right away and kind of? Well, when I met him, out? it was cool right away. Mm. Uh, before him, I had the little lineup. Or it was like a lineup, um, just different people, different people. Actually, the same guy, Rick. He's playing bass before, uh -huh. um, and so. But yeah, there's a different lineup. But this is the lineup now. We've had this lineup for a couple years now. So this is the lineup right now. So, yeah, man. And we saw you guys at uh, Reggae Under the Pines. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, who are these people? <laughs> like so warm, though, over there. It was. It was really Toasty. warm. Mm -hmm. But you guys did amazing. You sounded you. great. Yeah. We kind yeah. of pulled together, like, um, different people from, like, the music scene. Like, he knew a few people, and then, like, I knew a few people, and we kind of merged, like, all together, like, from all over San Diego County. So it was, like, kind of cool how, like, we all got together as the, like, lineup that it mm -hmm. is now. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's dope. I'm going to this a little bit closer. All right. I was about to say, that's her, like, her sign for, like, in the mic. In the mic. <laughs> in the mic. <laughs> Um, and then, so how many albums have you released together? No albums. Um, we have some songs recorded. Um, I already had some singles out. Um, our next album is going to come out actually November. So watch out for that. It's going to have all our lineup mm -hmm. with some other songs because my producer is actually from Brazil. So I'll link up with, I have my producer there. And so we have I had some songs with him already. 
but I have some songs with these guys too so I'm really excited to, to release those ones because they sound pretty clean you know so okay. yeah. and how many songs do you have released right now like on Spotify three and I got the other one coming out um, tomorrow tomorrow yeah, yeah have them coming out tomorrow the road's gonna be a two release uh, the regular version and then the dub version with Bry Zion big up Bry Zion from San Diego Yama. Okay. And who do you guys draw your inspirations from, especially when you guys are in like the booth or about to start writing? You know, what do you feel? What do you go for? Uh, just the people, you know. It's like I write music for the people, you know. Try to give hope to whoever's listening, really, mm-hmm. you know. And so, in terms of like musical inspirations, Von Benjamin for sure, hands okay. down, and Bob Marley, obviously. I mean, everyone's Bob Marley, but Von Benjamin for sure. That whole I don't know if you guys are familiar with Von Benjamin at Midnight uh, Rebecca, but they're one of my greatest inspirations, you know. Okay. You know. What about you? Um, I I'm a big fan of like Sly and Robbie. Um, nice style Scott on drums. Um, like Horsemouth. Uh, a lot of inspiration. Carlton Barrett. Yeah. Try to put it all together into like your own style. You know, just have inspiration from different like famous bands mm-hmm. and, and then create your own style with it. What you like, you know. What about you? You quiet over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm into uh, some rock and roll. I try to add a little rock and roll flair to the music. Uh, blues music is obviously an inspiration. Nice. But uh, grew up on Bob Marley. Uh-huh. Which, if you listen to Bob Marley, it does have that blues in it too. A lot of. Uh, oh yeah. His music had that, so that's what I'm trying to. Oh kind of hold down in the area nice Mm. thank you thanks and then now when you're writing do you do most of the lyric writing or is it a collab between all of you or how does your process work when you're coming out with new music as of now the 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 vibe has been like i have a chord progression i play keyboard right so i'm the main rhythm and i'm the main vocalist so most of the time i just come with just the progression and the vocals and then we all kind of piece it together and i'll adjust my whole like lyrics with them and what they add and their mm-hmm. vibe right so it's just a collaborative thing really I come with the chord progressions mm-hmm. but they help me put it all together so that's yeah. dope I know that's that's always one of our favorite things to ask is how you come up with your music because it, it varies so much from group to group some people mm-hmm. will just play the music and then they'll write other people are like I get to be driving down the street and mm-hmm. something pops in my head and I pull over and I start writing mm-hmm. so yeah that's one of the things we like to find out in here mm-hmm. you know yeah some people like uh-huh. have a song written like all the lyrics and then like you write an instrumental for the lyrics yeah mm-hmm. or it could be the other way around you know it just mm-hmm. depends on like the creative process I love that it varies from person to person and group to group mm-hmm. I find that interesting Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and then, um, what are some shows that you've done together recently, or that are coming up as well? So we just got done with uh, Reggae Tuesday over at Ocean Beach, the holding company. That was a really good show. We had Sammy Dread. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sammy Dread. We had him there. Uh, Tafari. He was just here. You guys yeah, know Tafari. Yeah, yeah. And then we had some local um, artists too. Jordan Rowland was on stage. I love Jordan. Um, who else? Sabrina Soul was on stage. And another Brendan name, um, uh, Kingmaker. I think Jacob is his name. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. That was the last show. It was Tuesday. Just yeah. past Tuesday. And we have a show tonight, actually. Hey. We're about shows <laughs> coming up at D Piazza. So make sure you guys tap in. But, yeah, we're playing tonight. First time playing here. You know, and it's pretty cool for me because I'm, like, from this area. So it's, uh-huh. like, pretty cool to come back and just kind of circle back around to the roots, you know? Hell yeah, I know. I'm so excited for that show tonight. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Super excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. That's a great lineup. So who is it? It's you guys, Miss B. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Who else? Tafari. Tafari and Sammy Dread. Sammy Dread. It's gonna hey. be fun. Have to work. <laughs> Too bad. Um, yeah. I'll be there with summer. With the pepperoni chips. <laughs> oh God, my. So favorite. okay, is it a pizza huh. place? I always okay. I thought it was a pizza place. I was like, what is it? Like a pizzeria, kind of. It's is a pizza that? joint. It's really good though. Too. Yeah. The food is really good. And um, and then they have a stage, amazing sound, mm-hmm. and it's just a good vibe. It's one of my favorite spots. Yeah. yeah and they have great music, great food. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I was, I was curious about that. Get the pepperoni chips. Yeah. Do you yeah, guys like pepperoni? Get, get the pepperoni chips. Yeah. This guy. Pepperoni. It sounds weird, but no, I don't eat red meat. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I'll oh, forget it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, they're so jalapeno good. Jalapeno chips. I know that's on. That's on. Yeah, one of our questions. I'm like, that's one of my things. But, anyways, all right. And then, so do we want to sample? Could we, if you guys are down? Oh, I mean, ab- well, yeah, absolutely. Let's are they gonna hear it though? Or is it just us? On it's the- just gonna be us. It's okay. So well, they're missing out. I know, sorry guys. Of the roads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sent us a song, so I'm like, hey. I don't have headphones on. It's an exclusive, exclusive. I know, exclusive it, drop so. right here. Come on. Hey. Okay. Okay. That's a dope vibe right there. He's not gonna come back to me now. So how did you guys come up with this song? So she ends it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not gonna play the whole up. thing. We're Damn. doing a little teaser. I was loving it. So this song was actually recorded about a year ago already. And it was one of my original vibes that I had. And uh, and so, yeah, just, you know, uh, we've had it for a while now, Mm -hmm. you know, and so we're finally releasing it now. But it's been one of those original songs. The song's actually about corporate America and my time in corporate America and how I kind of lost myself and um, just how easy it is to lose yourself, you know. So it's more of like a message to myself to just like to not walk down that road, you know. It's like endless corporations, you know. It's like... It's all bad, you know. So you guys know, you guys know, you know. It's like it's a rat race, you know. Hundred percent. Yeah, the cringe face. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, I know exactly that pain, that feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you feel? Because I know we touched on this with Marvin. We've touched on this with Tafari. How do you feel about reggae music now? Because don't I personally feel it's getting very commercial, very Mm corporate-y. Very watered down, would you say? Very watered down. Okay. Yes. And so I tend to gravitate more towards artists like yourselves um, that have a message still, Mm -hmm. that still have that meaning of roots, reggae. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, do you feel like... Reggae is going in that direction, like too commercially. Like I think it's kind of been that way already for a while now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have this conversation with a bunch of Bredgens too about it, where it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like the Cali reggae vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right. well played music, so it sounds really good, right? Right. And so, uh, but we like to stick more to like the classic root style, where it's like heavy dub, heavy drum and bass, and just real like article and message. Um, you know, there's more of an emphasis on the message, right? And the content, and, yeah. yeah and um, and so for me, I only listen to artists like Midnight anyway. So it's kind of easy because that's my influence, and they're all about you know bigging up, you know, Ailee Selassie, and and then just holding firm to like the just the liberty of Rastafari, you know. And so 
for us it's fairly simple because we're all kind of like that anyway mm -hmm. right and so um, but yeah it is commercialized and that's why we're coming with that just the original root sound you know and we're also playing 432 hertz I don't know if you guys are familiar with 432 hertz but we're tuned to that and people really feel it I know this yeah, guy yeah. felt it the first time we switched over everything kind of shift like it shifts you know and then you feel it in the crowd too the crowd feels it it's a whole different vibe so explain yeah. that to us I think mm -hmm. One of our guests. Well, usually music is in like 440 uh, hertz, like most music, and then you tune it down to 432 hertz, mm -hmm. and it changes the like the sound waves, the frequency that emits from like the instruments, to where like it uh, affects your subconscious mind to like make it more of like a healing vibration, yes. like meditation kind of. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like it can affect your like subconscious, like you won't even realize like the sound waves are hitting you and then like after you hear the music you'll feel a certain way and you'll feel like mm -hmm. kind of like in a meditative state and like almost like healed in a way did you guys do that reggae under the pines mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense now, <laughs> now <Yeah>. it clicks <laughs> Because that's exactly what I felt. I was like, whoa. I think I told you, too, <laughs> yes, when you I did. came back. I was like, oh, my God, this band mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Dang. Like what other artists purpose. do that? No other artists do that. <sighs> it's been done, I believe. It's been but done, but as far as anything now and playing Roots, no one's doing it. No one's doing, doing it. Right it. Now. So, yeah. What? you guys know of. I don't know any artists personally that have done it I know Bob and them and okay I'm lying to you Bob Marley used to be in that frequency Jimi Hendrix all the greats used to be in that frequency okay right and so um, but yeah Bob Marley originally was in that frequency and so but besides that not Chow and you don't know Sing. that See, now that goes back to our conversation when, we're, when we were, I know my mind is like going a mile a minute right now with Days Farms uh -huh. when we were talking about testing out the different rooms. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they do the 432 sure in a room with, in a grow room, if oh, that yeah. would change too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure it would. Definitely. You know? Right? Yeah. I heard they play classical music a lot. <laughs> well, they were talking that they were, that they played, um, like jungle sounds mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. monkey nature sounds and that they were getting really good grow from that mm -hmm. and then so wow. we started saying like oh I wonder if you do separate rooms and you like just to test it like one that plays bob all day and then one that does nature mm -hmm. sound and one that does metal and see like what the different strains taste like after that yeah, but now I'm thinking like if you do it to 432 like I bet you it would be like mm -hmm. well there's different frequencies too there's a, five, like, there's a 528 it's a really good one for anxiety there's a bunch of different frequencies that help just heal in general so like once you tap into that you realize how much we don't know about music and sound waves and how much has kind of been hidden from us in a way right. you know? so yeah hmm. my mind's wandering I know now. mind you that's like a rabbit hole like, I'm gonna go down do now not play that it's a pretty scary rabbit hole oh yeah you know cause uh, what's crazy is that just one mention like Hitler used to use that 432 hertz to emit his broadcasting did he really yeah so it was like he was tapping into their mind with a good frequency but a weird you know mess and that's kind of how he was able that's one of the ways right uh, he was able to kind of take over in a way so it's being used in, in, uh, against us so we're, we're, we're taking we're, we're flipping yeah. it now we're using it to mm -hmm. heal the people and, and bring a positive message and so that's kind of what we're doing right now we're just trying to heal the people right now because it's kind of wild 
everything's backwards, upside down. And so we're bringing the truth back and just bringing a positive message. And with this 432 hertz, it gives us a platform to do it on a bigger scale, you know. And so just grateful for it, you know. Oh, yeah, let's clap it up for that one. Yeah, no, you're going to get that. Now I want to, like, make sure our stuff is in 432. <laughs> I say do it, you know? But not only that, so when we play on stage, we're all 432 hertz, right? We're all playing it, and we all become the frequency, and it kind of, like, meshes with our vibration. So what you're feeling on is not only the frequency, but all of us are resonating in the frequency also, right? So there's a lot going on there, right? But, um, but yeah. That's amazing. That's deep. I know that is so deep. <laughs> Marvin like, got a big smile over there. Oh yeah, they got Marv also. Magical media. That's right. Oh. That's right. In the house. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love Marvin dancing with everything. Mm-hmm. Now, was reggae always a thing for you guys in the household growing up, or is it something you guys stumbled on yourselves? I started with um, punk rock when I was a kid, like uh-huh. really rebellious, like, and that all kind of is meshed with reggae music in a way, right? Like just like against the system establishment in a way and just like but then I just like got out of that like I think in high school and got into reggae and heard my first roots and then I was hooked yeah there's a lot of punk people in the scene that turn mm-hmm. and convert to reggae yeah. why is that same rebellious the rebellious I think the rebel against the system really I think Just, but yeah. yeah no yeah I think Bob Marley has a famous quote about like punk rock how he like he's like I have nothing against them because they're like oh, it's almost like the same it's like mm-hmm. to fight the system in a way hmm. interesting and what about you Oh yeah, <clears throat> sort of the same thing. I liked uh, the band Real Big Fish. Okay, oh, yeah, there's like yeah. that ska band, and uh, yeah, every time they would have like a little reggae breakdown, I always paid attention yeah. uh, to that. And then I found out about uh, you know some some other bands like Steel Pulse and uh, Third World that uh, played you know a lot of reggae. And um, from there, I was uh, pretty pretty hooked on uh, how that worked. And when did you guys start playing instruments? Like, when did you know, oh, this is what I want to do? I think when I was when I was 16 in high school, I was playing, I was doing, like, Bob Marley covers for, like, the art, uh, for my art class. So I would just do a bunch of covers, and I, I would, um, I learned how to play guitar watching Bob. So I would see how he'd put his fingers, and I would literally watch from him, and that's how I learned, really, just watching Bob, all the old school Bob stuff. And so from there, I was just kind of hooked, and then kind of went away, and I just picked it back up here, maybe, like, in... 2014 I really started kind of tapping back in and so so you're self-taught yeah and so what instruments crazy. do you Bob play? Bob taught me, I guess. Hey, that's dope. But that's mm-hmm. awesome. So keyboards, guitar. I, yeah, I was doing, I was actually playing guitar before I played keyboard in my last lineup. So I played guitar, keyboard, bass, a uh, little bit of drums, not too much though, but um, and I produced a little bit too, so yeah. Nice. And what about you? Uh, when I was a kid, um, my dad had like an ATM contract at the big concert venue in um, San Diego, and I would go to a lot of concerts when I was like eight or like nine. And then I think I was in fifth grade and I was like, I want to be a drummer. Nice. And then on Christmas, um, I got a drum set for my dad when I was 10. And my neighbor friend actually 
got a bass amp and a bass guitar on the same day on Christmas and we were like the same age That's cool. and bass and drums like go together so and then my dad was highly supportive and let us jam in the garage when we were like 10 and play like music and we started a band like immediately like the next day almost that's cool that's awesome. and then we were playing like misfits and like okay. punk rock stuff you know and then it was always my dad was super supportive and um yeah, that's kind of why I'm still into music, like, today. Like, because of, like, what he instilled in me in that. And, mm. like, yeah. Shout out to Pops. That was really sweet. Well, it seemed great. I was going to say yeah. that right now. <laughs> sister connection. Yeah, well, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> and then what about you? How many instruments do you play? Is it just bass? Is it drums? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've tried to play about all the instruments. Uh, I feel... I feel like uh, where I'm at right now with playing guitar with this uh, this group gives me the most creative like area though. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I play uh, play many. Uh, I play the keyboards and uh, all that. And uh, fun fact, he actually played bass for Marlon Asher for a while too. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, a little yeah. bit of that. <laughs> He's being modest right now. I know. Yeah. What the yeah, heck? This guy, this guy, what? He's been all over the Yeah. Yeah, we're late. Well, yeah, there's bass. that too, guys. A bit of bass here and there. Just yeah. another day. Right. What? Yeah, just, 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 just want to throw that in there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that in the mix. That's dope. Yeah. He said, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. I love that though. He's humble about it, mellow yeah. about it. I met really? Justin one time um, when we first met. He hit me up and told me like, "Oh, I have a festival and I and I throw in a band together and it's like what was it two months? Yeah, we had like uh, two months to get ready for a festival, and we just like went into like like grind mode for two months straight and put a whole set together and that's how we linked. And we would oh, play shit. some blues like Stevie Ray Vaughan and stuff. Uh -huh. He shreds the guitar really good so. And then, um, and, then brought, and then we needed like a, we needed an extra guitar player for Jawan, and then we like I was like, oh, Junior's got to get on this. And what festival is that that you guys played? It was I think it was called like the Rasta Paw Festival, mm -hmm. like Fallbrook, kind of random, like a San Diego like yeah. outdoor little mini festival. Mm -hmm. Mar was it Marlon Asher? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, we opened for Marlon Asher, and I think Pato Banton. Pato Banton was. Oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, a little name dropping. I know. Oh, just dad. Slight, slight name drops there. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah, man. All right. So we do a segment um, called the Hotbox 10 and 10. We're going to ask you 10 random questions. I'll ask, and then you answer, 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 and we'll just go straight down. Sounds All right. Good. We usually do them in like 10 and 10 seconds, but that never, it happens. never happens. So. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. Sativa, Indica, or Hybrid? For me? Mm-hmm. Sativa. Indica. Hybrid. Uh, favorite reggae artist of all time? Cornell Campbell. Hey, I never heard that answer. Mm -mm. Sugar, my not. All in, no, I'm just kidding. But Vaughn Benjamin, though, for sure. But the Akebeka Midnight, Emma. All right, best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, keep on working what you like to work on. Interesting. I would say kiss. Um, keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, <laughs> nice. stupid. Hey, I like that. <laughs> That's good. Um, 
don't take every, anything like everything personal right that's what I heard really that's a good one mm-hmm. alright last meal on earth bomb well, damn <laughs> how long have I been living <laughs> just right now yeah, yeah right now last meal on earth if you could have your last meal what would it be that's really good might be tacos. 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 Yes. San Diego guy right there. Come back to me. <laughs> uh, last meal by my mother-in-law called Got It Got It. It's a um, you guys know about Filipino dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, got It Got It. It's fire. It's like this peanut butter oxtail fire. Yeah. So I'd have that for sure. This is really hard for me. I like. I'm a big foodie. No. Uh, I'll go with uh, maybe some Autobata tacos from um, Baja. Nice. All right. Are ugly feet a deal breaker? <laughs> he shook his head. He's like, man, how ugly? Like, it's wild. Whatever you consider ugly. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever you, you in your head. Ugly. <laughs> so wild, this guy. I'll say, I guess no. No. Why not? Too shallow. <laughs> Put some shoes on. Huh? That's what socks are for. That's exactly. right. Exactly. No, no, no. But what if it's poking through the sock? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, he's really trying to get something out of you guys. Like, huh? <laughs> All right. If you could be any place in the world right now, where would you be and why? Any timeline, too, or just in general? Right in this moment. Oh. Oh. On a beach in Hawaii. No. Hey, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I just got back from Hawaii too. So. I'd say Maui. I've been to Maui four times, and um, the first time I walked when I was a baby was in Maui. Oh. Actually, at Lahaina. That's when my parents always mm. on a golf course or something, and all the trouble going on there. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to like. And now we're fighting the music. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe maybe go back to the mountains like uh, reggae under the pines. Hey, there you go, there you but go. Not, you know, a different time of year. Probably just here in Long Beach at the cemetery. My grandpa is buried here, so um, I mean, just because I'm close, it reminds me of him. And every time I'm around, I just go there. Mm-hmm. So if I had to be anywhere right now, I'd be there. Oh, that's awesome. up my grandpa. So. All right, your number one guilty pleasure. See, why is it gotta be like that? Don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. Guilty pleasure. I don't want to say cannabis because I think it's a positive thing. That's right, right. yeah. Uh, maybe like when you have the munchies, like food. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say just drinking a lot of caffeine and smoking a lot combined. I just, I don't know what it is about that. I just <laughs> stay doing that shit. I'm with you on that. Coffee and weed. Yeah. My thing. <laughs> oh, guilty pleasure. Guilty pre- pleasure. Mm. Uh, probably laughing too much. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah, being yeah. too much laughing. Just, but I like it. I like it too. See, no one went sexual. No. No one went sexual. That's why I was like, no, 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 don't say. Well, they get the smirk and they all start laughing, but then it doesn't go there. All right. Uh, first artist or band you saw live? Mm. Um, was actually Damian Marley and Nas when they were doing their tour for the Distant That's Relatives. That was my first actual big like show that I saw, and it was awesome. It was awesome because Nas was playing all his old tracks. 
It was lit. It was lit. So, you know. Mine was, um, I went to my first uh, football game, Charger game my mom took me to, and then she took me to my first concert right after that, and it was the Almond Brothers. Nice. All right. And I was, like, way too young, and it was way too loud, and I hated it. (laughs) But I was like, I gotta go, but, yeah, the Almond Brothers. And then yours? I think I seen uh, the real big fish band headlining at the uh, at the college UCSD college party, and uh, I think a dub band opened before them, and that was the first time I heard uh, reggae dubbed out, the timbali and the reverb sounds. So uh, I forget what that band was called, but that was a great time. That's dope. All right, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what three things would you bring? Fire starter. Um, like an X and clothes. I mean, uh, I didn't hear X. I, I heard, heard X. an X. Oh, oh, oh no. Gross. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it took me a second, but I went. Oh, yeah. I think X. he said X. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Like, are you serious? I know. I was like, I oh. love her. <laughs> I would say maybe like if you're on an island, uh, a fishing pole, uh-huh. catch food. Uh, I would say a, a fire starter. That's pretty proper right there. Um, maybe I would say like a huge sack of weed too. <laughs> yeah. Some seeds maybe. Yeah, seeds. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think you'd need a hatchet because then you'd you'd have that tool covered you'd probably need uh, some weed mm-hmm. I agree with that <laughs> and then how many more one, one more one more that would probably have to be the guitar mm-hmm. hey what would guitar you bring right here, yeah. what would I bring yeah what would you bring I answered this one. I don't remember. Math. I've never heard it. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I said um, an endless supply of water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said. Actually, I don't remember. I think I said. What is it now, though? What is it right now? Yeah. An endless supply of water. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably bring. Sativa. Some sativa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably. Oh, maybe. No. Um. God, what would I bring? What was my answer? I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. And it was a good answer. Sure it was. No, I don't remember. What was I, yours? I got to think of this. It. Okay, so well, yes. Why are you putting me on the spot? I could put them on the spot, but not mm-hmm. me. Okay. Fishing <laughs> pole. Axe. Oh, axe. Uh-huh. Definitely an axe. Mm-hmm. A fishing pole. <laughs> God, what was my answer? Hmm. Probably, yeah. Uh, Solar power, like radio or something. Mm-hmm. It's not something to I listen to. The whole I know time. I thought it was on yeah. Mine. Sound system. Yeah, yeah. that would be my three. I just need music, water, and weed. God. Weed. Just God, music, and pretty oh. much it. Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Hmm. Fishing pole. Fishing pole, yeah. You need to eat. Me. You don't know if there's like wild boars on the island, so you can't be killing them all the time. You get sick of it, so can't eat pineapple all day, every day. Yes, I could. All day, every day. All day, every day. You're stranded on an island. All you're stuck with is pineapple. That's my favorite fruit. Coconuts are everywhere. So yeah, coconut and pineapple. I'm good. Mm -hmm. That's what I do when I go to Hawaii. 
Mm-hmm. I just go to stop and I get a little spam musubi and then I get mm-hmm. some pineapple and then I sit on the beach all day and that's it. I need meat. Big up Oahu. I just I just got back from there this past uh, Sunday, so I was there Same. for like five days. For my daughter's birthday. Cool. Nice. Uh, you have family out there? No, I don't have family out there. Not anymore, but um, no, just went out there. Just um, yeah. What part of the island did you go to? Uh, we went downtown this time. Downtown. Honolulu, just that whole little vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I lived there for like 10 years. My son was born there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's Hawaiian. I'm just kidding. He is. Awesome. <laughs> he's the only one with a Hawaiian birth certificate and he brags every day about it. And this guy, too, his first steps were where? In Maui. In Maui. Lahaina. Lahaina, actually. That's what Lahaina. my parents always told me growing up. So. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, just to, just to uh, mention Hawaii, like while I was out there, that was cool, but mm-hmm. I did pick up a lot of pain and a lot of vibes from there and yeah. I just, um, just want to, you know, take the time to just kind of like, I don't know, wish everybody well. You know, a lot of people, a lot of lives are lost, you know, for whatever reason. I guess we're going to find out eventually. All the information's out, though, and it's coming out. So, yeah. Um, so but yeah, sad. I did pick up a lot of pain out there, and it was just uh, just a really sad. I just felt like crying a couple times just because of it, you know? And so, but I mean, I'm thinking that people are actually losing, you know, people they love, and so it's just hard. So, um, yeah, we're thinking about you, Maui. You know, mm-hmm. big up Maui. And, um, yeah, man. And be careful, like, you know, who you're donating to. I know everybody wants to help, but really look into where you're sending your money um, and make sure it's going to places that are actually getting to the people that need it and not um, corporate pockets. And not someone's pockets. Like Oprah and The Rock? (laughs) No, send it to them, bro. (laughs) I didn't want to say that, but yeah. So wild. Yeah, if the site says you might be eligible, don't go on there. I think they're trying to raise 10 10 million. Mm. And like she's worth like two billion. Yeah, she's worth. And like, he's worth like six hundred million. Yeah. So I mean, and also she has a bunch of acres. I mean, acres. Yeah. So they were saying she had was buying it for like pennies on the dollar too. Yeah, it's yeah, all it's just disgusting. Babylon tricks, you know. Elites try to use, you know, and so. Yeah. No. And I know some of our Maui own like uh, Innovision and Jordan T. They're actually posting um, links and organizations where it's going to the local. They're also posting, um, oh, I should have brought that group up, but they, <laughs> they're actually posting up the um, QR codes for families directly that you can oh, go nice. ahead and scan so, them and give them the money directly so they can get the supplies that they need. So yeah, because $700 is not helping. That's not enough? Yeah, that's really? freaking ridiculous. $700? <laughs> so wild, these people, man. It's so crazy. It is. It's super crazy we keep our people are hurting and you're not sending them anything yeah it's well they're blocking not, not I was gonna say that's, blocking. Blocking. that's the main thing it's like what like so there's so much going on there man and it's also like the the UN like workers that are there uh-huh. they're all staying at these like nice hotels no. all expense paid you know like 4,000 a night hotels so what are you guys you guys what are you guys looking for like what are you guys looking for in there like right. you know what I mean like it's just so wild and I even hear there was like a you know what I don't even go into that it's a different vibe but yeah man it's like it's just so wild you know it's just what's really going on there you know what I mean it's like and why are only the blue cars and blue umbrellas not um aren't burnt like why is it only certain spots are burnt and not others why is it just some random car in a field burnt but no green around it was burnt 
just so many questions you know what I mean and so obviously someone that knows like you know that's why I, I follow Rastafari you know uh-huh. because he breaks the chains of the, like he just breaks the chains any kind of like mental chains he, he just breaks it just by his just his words alone you know and so um, so we're seeing that you know what I mean uh-huh. But it's just crazy how the world is just like half the world is just like blinded, and I think they're kind of under a spell, low key, you know. And so that's a different, you know, conversation. And they don't want to open their yeah. eyes, though. And we've they talked about this. Yeah. We, we mm. bring this up on here because we okay. like to talk about. I just don't know it. what kind of podcast. I don't want to get oh, all no. into like band. Oh, we go all yeah. in, and yeah, no, yeah. we go all into it. We want to about your music, but also fear. how you feel. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's go fear, a hundred percent fear. Yeah. You know, and everything that. How we're controlled is fear-based. I mean, look at the whole year of COVID. I mean, everything is fear-based, you know? And it's people need to start thinking beyond what they're seeing and being fed and need to educate themselves. Here's a fun fact about Maui. There's a whole underground system in Maui. I mean, like, a full-blown underground system in Maui. And no one talks about that. Who knows about that? Who the hell knows about that? Uh-huh. And so people are even saying that they're trying to make that into a smart city, the first smart city, city right? And I just heard recently that they changed like the paramedics contract with the sketchy one backed by the UN or something like that or like just some wild there's so much wild stuff going on in Maui man it's just, it just sucks to see you know but they're strong there I see them I see them resisting the way they've always been they're they're they're, they're, they're gonna come through come on but it's still wild to see you know it's still wild to see I mean, 10 years I've lived there. 10 years. and Maui or? Oahu. But you never hear, and we went to Maui all the time, Mm -hmm. and you never hear wildfires. No. It's so wet. And uh, yeah, and to even, Mm -hmm. yeah, I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Maui's on fire. Like, it is so wet and dense, and Mm -hmm. it's... It makes zero sense. And then when I started seeing other things and then talking to people that were giving me information, I was just like, what is going on with this world? Uh, It's crazy. When you hear about the whole targeting of the helicopters or the airplanes that are going over and starting the fires or you hear things like that, it throws it into question. Like, was that? But we're never going to have answers anyway. I've heard that part of it has to do with like, uh, like kind of like chemtrails and stuff, Uh like how they put a lot of different particles in the atmosphere and then it settles on the ground eventually in some kind of way. Uh And firefighters like all around the world lately have been saying that fires have been burning more intense and crazy like lately than they've ever seen before. So it's like unnatural in a way. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's like unnaturally like burning like. But it was done too on purpose because I know when we lived there and there was a tsunami warning, they sounded those alarms so quickly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we took off and it's like, but yet you're not going to do it for the same instance mm-hmm. for all these people, you know, to warn them. It, it just nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. And, and I hear the water water was shut off too, like around the same time. Like, why would you cut the water? That's the other thing I heard too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't just, even hear that. That water part, was yeah. cut off. Yeah. Yeah, that's people couldn't water their lawns if the fire was coming towards them. That was so long. But tomorrow roads is. You say it was like. No, well, I have a new song. Well, yeah, I have a, I have a new song. Well, yeah, the the road song is just more of an intention. Because it's like, what do we do, right? Like, besides giving, which we did, and we did donate money, but it's just like, man, like, like how? And so for me, it's just a spiritual thing, you know. Like this song. So what's funny is the artwork for it. 
was inspired by Maui. My trip back in 2020, before the pandemic, we went there in like March, something like like beginning of March, and I got all my content for that for this post. And I've been waiting to release it, and here we are, mm-hmm. ready to release. And it's like hopefully it's for a reason. Hopefully it's considered somewhere, you know, up, you know, and um, hopefully it gives back something, some kind of energy, frequency, something, man. But it's just crazy to see that, man. It's just like I don't know, man. It's just so wild, you know. It's like. Hmm. It's so wild, and and then so and then even like I don't know if you guys know about this uh, thing called Project Bluebeam. I don't know if you guys ever heard mm-hmm. about that. I think I know what you're talking but about. But it's going to be like this fake a- alien invasion, yes. right? And so they're trying to use it like it's like the direct energy weapons that they use in Maui. They're going to be using it as aliens, right? And so I talk about it in one of my songs too. But but yeah, just there's so much there's so much going on and. Um, there's so much gaslighting that people don't even realize. That's the trickery there is the gaslighting because you don't even know what's really going on because they hide behind the truth in real time, and that's the problem, you know. And people people don't catch that, catch those cues, and so yeah, there's just so much that we don't know, and that's I think that's where they want us. They want us kind of dumb like that to not know and not question. And then yeah, I mean, there's just so much. There's just so much, you know. Music is the tool. Change. Yeah, yeah, it is. Music's the tool, like to be able to spread that spread that conscious like yeah, message mm-hmm. to everyone and like wake people up. And that's like you know some conscious artists have been kind of taken out for doing that in the past. Oh like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Since that. Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. About that for just waking up the people, too. you know. Von Benjamin too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need more bands like yourselves that continue to have songs with messages and and you know teach people to open their eyes and listen and wake up and really pay attention to what's going on so we appreciate you guys for doing that 100% thank you so um, we are now oh yeah what? Shout out. Oh, we're now going to um, take a break and then we're going to come back and Ja Olin is going to do an acoustic set for us. So um, tune back in and come catch their acoustic set. Is there any shout outs you want to give out before uh, we sign off on this part? I uh, just want to shout out all my San Diego fam, my family, my wife, my kids, um, and just big up everyone that supports us. Just know that we're doing this for the right reasons and we're moving with the most high and we are you know god fearing you know and so that's gonna take us to the promised land we're here for you guys we're here to give everybody hope and we're just here to hold a vibe yeah man hey thank you guys so much for coming on thank you we appreciate you guys so much love your music mm-hmm. and we're getting ready for that acoustic set so and keep out and listen for the song roads it's gonna be released tomorrow hey thank you guys catch us on saturday we'll be here with rosewoods thank you for tuning in Oh, sorry.